You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Um, I'm here, uh, my guest uh, this week is um, the owner of the comedy bar, part owner, I don't know, we'll get into that, Um, sketch comic, actor, very, very, very nice individual. Gary Rido Jr. is here, guys. Uh, make some noise. Honk your horn. I don't know what you got to do. Hey, everybody. Wave to the people. Look at our view from the Never Sleep Studio, huh? Yeah. That's... I wouldn't be sleeping if I was in here. <clears throat> no, it's terrifying. <laughs> Are you afraid of heights? Yeah. It's uh, it's just a glass wall beside you, too. Right? Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's only a 16-floor drop. Yeah. That's and... a good drop, though. That's a, that's a you're not going to... Uh, you're not gonna survive drop uh, like yeah. a six floor drop. You just you survive, but you're fucked. You know. Yeah, yeah. So then, uh, no, you're no one's no one's surviving sixteen stories. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, well, I didn't know you had an irrational fear of heights. I, you, why is it irrational? I uh, I just well, I don't know. <laughs> it's completely rational. <laughs> I guess so. I don't mind the heights. Um, if there's something in between me, like if there's a railing, I can lean on a railing. Um, and I give total trust to that railing, which is probably not a smart thing. Right. Uh, but if there's nothing, I, I'm very weary of the edge. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I guess it's not with everything, but I don't know. I, and I didn't have it when I was younger, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. you're like kind of a daredevil kid or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. then now it's like, I this is, I mean, this glass, it's just glass. <laughs> That's it. I remember the last daredevil thing I did as a kid when you just mentioned that I uh, did a uh, I used to go off the high diving board and do flips and fucking crazy shit. And then one day uh, over flipped and like, or I, I didn't flip enough. I don't know. Landed on my back from the high dive and like just that splat. <laughs> and it was just the most pain I've ever felt in my life. And ever since then, I've never been a daredevil. I I um I don't want to get hurt. I've done I'm I've done some like obviously risky things or whatever, but I think like a super memorable one I had was I wanted this ET tricycle so badly, <laughs> and I got it. And so then I just thought I could like beat anyone in a race. <laughs> and I, I so there was like a long parking lot driveway, uh, which was a long L shape. Like it had a turn at the like 80% mark yeah. and then a short second <laughs> hill. And I was like, going to race a guy on a bicycle. Is this a metal trike? Yeah, it's a metal, ones with a the... red metal ET tricycle. Yeah, and you're, uh, you're looking anyway, at I got on this thing and just, was, you know, you take your feet off the pedals and it just hums down this hill. <laughs> and of course, when you get to the turn at the bottom, I can't turn it at all. Uh, and the guy in the bicycle obviously just blew by me, and he's and he turns easily. And I just I smashed my face into the headlight of a parked jeep, oh. and the light shattered in my face, and I was like bleeding all inside my mouth and stuff. And uh, this other kid, like this, he got his mom, and the mom was like running, carrying me back yeah. to my parents house and Jeez. like you got any like cool i lost scars? quite a bit of blood got any cool scars i have a bunch i don't know I if i have a scar on the forehead yeah that's a hockey stick i got a um, i got a baseball bat right here yeah i was hoping my brother hit me with a baseball bat oh but, yeah it wasn't in a game or something? no it was uh it was very unintentional i walked into it while he was playing okay. i'm like can i hit now and then fucking <laughs> ba-boom right okay um but uh yeah i think uh i think chicks dig scars yeah i got i got i have a pretty good one under my chin here where i won't grow any hair and it's, uh, that was from, I fell down the steps of a slide at an outdoor McDonald's playground. I got a playground scar under my chin, um, right in between the rolls here. 
um, but it's uh, from falling off the playground. Yeah, they had to remove uh, pebbles from my from my uh, like it was like embedded in my chin. It was gross. I remember I was awake too for the the stitches in my chin, and it was just like they put a green sheet, but you could see, and they just put a freezing needle and s- sewed it up. And the, when I the, when I cut my eye, I remember. Very distinctly, I was like I was only three, so it's a it's a kind of a weird memory, but it's a very shocking traumatic memory. So I do remember <laughs> it. Um, but I remember they like put a towel over my face and they cut a hole in the towel to work on my uh, yeah. And I was uh, I was so concerned that they cut ripped the towel. I was like, oh, someone's gonna get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> like I I was playing road hockey once and I was running behind a guy and he lifted his stick to take a slap shot and it went in my eye. And I thought for sure, like I was pressing my palm against my eye because I thought my eye was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was convinced <laughs> was... my eye was just going to be dangling out of like a cartoon. And, you know, there was blood coming down my arm and like, <laughs> I just, I had to be convinced to pull my hand away. And, uh, they, they couldn't, um, the cut was like so close to my eye, like on my eyelid that they'd use like a glue and just pinch it or whatever. Oh, God, so... I hate eye cutting shit, man. Well, the, even the one here on my forehead was I was playing hockey and I switched to a half visor and I wasn't even in the game. I was on the bench and two guys hit like a body <laughs> check and the guy's stick came straight oh, up. Oh, and if I had into the visor, if, yeah, if I had no oh, cage, fuck. it just would have missed my face and gone by. And instead it caught the inside of the glass and cut my head. And you know, it was men's league. So we didn't have a first aid kit or whatever. <laughs> so like I went on the ice to play. There's some water like, on it. Pussy. Yeah. He's like, you, yeah, he's like, you can't play your whole face is covered in blood. I was like, all right. So I took some tape off the blade of my stick and stuck it on my head and played the game. And then we went to the bar after we were drinking. You and mix, like a roll of tape on the, it was clean tape. Yeah. No, I just, just dirty. I literally bit it off with my teeth off my blade, put it on. That's some and then shit. we went to the bar, we were drinking and someone's like, yo, are you going to take that off your head? And I was like, oh yeah. And then I took it off and gushing again. Oh, Jesus. And so I go to the hospital and you know, now it's pretty late and I'm like, Hey, uh, you know, I got a hockey stick in the head. I need some stitches or whatever. And she like, she's like, go in that room and like slides the curtain shut. And she, and someone's like, oh, what's in there? And she was like, uh, some guy says he got uh, hit with a hockey stick, but uh, probably in a bar fight. And I was like, I can hear you. This is a curtain. Um, doc or like hospitals are like that. My ex-wife, uh, she fell on New Year's Eve. Uh, we we're at Nathan Phillips Square, and she fell on the ice and like split her chin open. And then when I uh, took her to the hospital. Um, they made me leave the room to find out if I had done this to her. And I, <laughs> yeah. but then the best part was, uh, I had to go sit in the waiting room. Um, and, uh, it was New Year's Eve. Uh, so they had the waiting room TV was on city TV. Uh, but city TV or the, the broadcast is long over now. Um, so it was just me and a bunch of old people in the waiting room and the baby blues started playing on city TV. Remember the oh, baby yeah, blues, yeah. Okay. The, those B porns that you yeah. never actually saw anything. And it was just like these old people watching this guy get a pseudo blowjob <laughs> on TV. I'm like, anyone mind if I change the channel? This one was like, please do. <laughs> like yeah. I'm just out here and they finding out if I beat my wife or not. Baby so. blue. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, Carly last year, um, was playing softball and, uh, there was a super high pop-up and she lost sight of it and it hit her right. It hit her right on the bridge of the nose, like where her sunglasses were. And so then she had two big black eyes because the sunglasses like jammed on her nose. Carly, your wife. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. And, and, um, yeah. So that like, I was in Montreal, I'd missed the game that week or whatever. And she called me and she's like, Oh, I got hit in the face. (laughs) And, uh, 
I was terrible. And like the first day was like one eye starting to go black. And then the next day was like that eye is fully black. Yeah, yeah. This one's starting and to be a, yellow. A woman can't have black eyes without people like. Oh, yeah, right so, away. Somebody right? And, like, wa- and she had to wear big sunglasses and we're like walking. And she had to cross the border for work in Chicago and had to like take them off at the airport. And oh, like man. be like, that is me on my passport. What, this- what kind of, uh, is she a, a nice expensive sunglass wearing kind of girl? Uh, <clears throat> she has, so she does have a nice uh Expensive pair of sunglasses now. Typically, we're mm-hmm. not. Uh, I'm, yeah, these are a $5 pair. They I'm, would I'm, shatter on impact. Yeah, I'm, I'm wearing a pair of Bose uh, brewery-free sunglasses I, th- right those now. Are, those are my uh, my cottage glasses. I, yeah. uh, I leave up there. <laughs> yeah, so, so last year, we had to go to a wedding in the Hamptons. <laughs> and uh, we went into this little store. And she saw these sunglasses and was like, how much are these? And the woman's like, I don't know, like 165 bucks or something. And we were like, okay, thank you. And then we left. Yeah. And then the next day we were walking uh, on this little strip in East Hampton or wherever where all the nice shops are. And we were coming to that same intersection. And then a Bugatti like pulled in the driveway <laughs> with it like and it looked like two celebrities in the car. And the Bugatti was painted like someone took cans of paint and just dumped them oh, on that, it. That's how like, you do it. The worst way you could paint a five hundred thousand dollar car. Like it looked awful, but I was like, this has to be a famous person because that's the yeah. biggest way like you couldn't fuck off a car any harder <laughs> than, than what this man has done to this car. And he was wearing like a big hat, like in the happy song, you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, the, yeah. the Mountie hat kind of look thing. And I was like, who are these people? So we like, we're like, we got to go in that store as well. And so we walk up to the store and the owner's there this day. And he just looks like this, like goofy shaggy, like literally shaggy. And he's like, like shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Yeah. And he's waiting outside the store and he's like, opens a little shoebox and he's like, yo, you guys want to smoke some weed before you see all the new selections? Right? And I'm like, what is any of it? So we, we go in the store and we're just like browsing while we try to over like eavesdrop on these like people. And he's like showing them the new stuff that just came in that day. Yeah. And then my wife's like, uh, hey, uh, I'm thinking about getting these glasses. She goes to the till and they're like $300. And she's like, oh, the girl yesterday told me they're 165 bucks. And she's like, oh, well, shit. Another girl who's like helping those people. She's like, shit, I did tell her that. Yeah, okay. So then we're like, sick. All right, buy him. And the big selling point, sorry, I, I, the part I missed was the day before, the big selling point, she's like $165. And the lady's like, yeah, the, the lenses are made of glass that they use on the space shuttle. <laughs> and that was like, that was the big selling point of the glasses. So, of course they are. They put your eyes in an airlock. It's yeah, great. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, going back to uh, your visor, mm-hmm. do you, what do you wear now? I have a full cage. Full cage? Yeah. And I, you did you feel weird? Because like, I've been trying to convince my brother who plays fucking rec league hockey. I'm like, because he, he got a puck in the eye. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, are you going to lose eyes or teeth for fucking rec league? Well, f- yeah, exactly. First of all, I mean, I also have a, a cheek scar. And it was from a like a, a an 11 a.m. pickup game, and I'd played 89 of the 90 minutes, and then some guy's backswing on a slap shot caught me in the face, yeah. and that's when I switched to the cage because I'm like, this is not like it's someone not reaching it. up. This is not me trying to. This is just randomly can happen, right? Mm-hmm. I took a uh, baseball uh, off the face as a pitcher, like it was just, it was just slow pitch. Yeah, I took a baseball off the face. I'm like, okay, guys, I don't play anymore. I'm like, yeah. I. I need my face. Our, our softball league this year bought it. Bought the. Oh, I heard. Yeah. I heard about yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just it's just. Kira, too, too Kira really risk. wants me to join that league, but uh, a little early for Jeff on a Saturday. <laughs> what the 10 a.m. games? Yeah, they got yeah, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. You only get like two of those a season. Though. I know. Even the rest s- of them are a little. But later. sometimes she she'll get home at 2 p.m. usually and wakes me up. She's like, <laughs> okay, start start your day, fatty. 
It's pretty. It's you know what though, but you can be hungover. You can be tired. That's sort of the caliber of that league. My problem with that league um, would be, I would be drinking, and yeah. I usually am working Saturday night, and that's tough. I don't have an off switch once it starts. Right, right, most, right. Yeah, you, the most. Yeah, part. a lot of people, even if they have one or two, they got to go have that afternoon nap. Yeah, and yeah, reset yeah. For yeah. And if I don't have that nap, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get more i you know yeah, what let's not talk for about my night, problems right? okay yeah yeah i hear you <laughs> all right let's break you down gary rideau jr okay we'll start with senior what's he up to what's going on who's dad uh okay so gary senior did uh leave me a voicemail this morning saying that he did get knocked over twice uh <laughs> at nathan phillips square yesterday oh, shit. <laughs> uh so he was th- he was there for that what time did he show up if he was uh right in the square i, I don't know i gotta call him back and find out the full details but <laughs> i know so you know, he spends most of the summer. Uh, my family's had a trailer at a trailer park at Wasaga Beach. Oh, nice. So he's pretty much up there May to October. Yeah. He comes home for, uh, so he came home because of Father's Day and then to go to the parade. And so he wanted to be down at the parade. I take it he's retired then. Oh, yeah, yeah. And um, so he did that. And he said, so I saw him Sunday night and he said, yeah, I'm going to go down to the parade. And I was like, all right, good luck with that. <laughs> and then uh, I guess he was sort of at the back. Who's Which he go great. with? He's got he just went down on his own. She's no, he's, own. my Couldn't... dad's. I, you know what? You could we could do a couple hours just on my dad. <laughs> uh, if anybody wants to add him on Facebook, uh, he's uh, Gary Rideout on Facebook. I think uh, I've seen him comment on a few things. Yeah, well, and sometimes he'll comment from uh, my stepmom's account because he doesn't know how to log out and log someone else in. Oh, so then you. after the comment, he'll just write, "This is Gary," still as the <laughs> other person, and his Facebook page is just long, huge run-on sentence paragraphs about, like, <laughs> the central banking system or pharmaceutical companies. I'm going or... to friend him. Yeah, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's super into every conspiracy. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, I, my dad uh, uh, doesn't have Facebook, but my stepmom has one that she doesn't use, uh, but my dad has her login. Right. And just, like, he just snoops around, and, uh, like, every now and again I'll get a random tag in a photo for, like in like my uh aunt's <laughs> fucking album from yeah. two years ago is like uh kathy paul tagged you in a photo and i look i'm like i'm not even in this picture like, <laughs> yeah. and uh so uh this weekend my dad was trying to show me something about some login he has for work he's like i gotta go on this website and i go do you know the website he goes oh i got it in the window here and he showed on on his phone you know like the uh like you have multiple windows um he goes yeah it's right here and i started scrolling through he had hundreds of windows open oh and then i like was scrolling through some i'm like i lost your window man i can't find it in here <laughs> and then he's like well what the hell i go it's in your it's if you've been to it it's fine but i started going through the windows he has open and it, most of it is my facebook and, and he just, just reopens it multiple yeah, times because he, he doesn't know because to... he gets a notification he opens it through an email because he gets like a notif you know how like Facebook right. sends you, you to, a notification for, for every single thing like that happens. Jeff yeah. Paul just posted something, so he's clicking on this shit. Yeah, it's just like, and then he doesn't know how to close the window. And there was a couple hundred windows open on this. I was like, you gotta <laughs> just relax there, bud. Yeah, learn how to do this <laughs> a little bit. So, what did your dad do before he retired? Uh, he worked for CN Rail for okay. about twenty five years. Uh, he was a track maintenance supervisor and a foreman, and then. Uh, he was a cop in Toronto for five years. Uh, just five in, years? In the 70s, yeah. That makes sense because I, I just had lunch last weekend with a cop friend and he was telling me how miserable he is. And he goes, there's not a single cop that's over five years that still likes it. 
Yeah. Well, he just said too, like a lot of the guys he worked with had like had heart attacks and strokes and like stress and, you know, stuff like that. And he said it was very stressful. So he You're was hated a, too. That's was, the thing. Yeah. He Everyone was, hates you as a cop. Well, yeah. And, you know, I think, I think he had a real hard time with the fact that you'd like get someone off the street and the next week you'd be out and they'd be out on the street yeah, again. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And it's, yeah, I guess there's systematic issues with that kind of thing as well. Like yeah, my, he, my buddy I was hanging out with, uh, his dad, I remember, was a detective when we were like growing up. He, a yeah. detective until he retired. And I asked, him, I go, why don't you like? Aren't you gonna move up be a detective? He's like, I'm not taking those fucking tests. Yeah. He's like, I'm I'm waiting for my pension or buyout, and that's it. And I get it. Yeah. He, you know, like he said, it was. I mean, he had some pretty cool stories, but like he also was just like, uh, there was a lot of politics, and mm-hmm. you have to. Was he a Toronto of... cop? Yeah, he was a Toronto cop. My ex-wife's a Toronto cop. Oh, I, I was a Toronto cop for one day. Really? Yeah. Stole her badge during our divorce, so I get some answers. Right. Okay. And it was uh, terrifying. Right. You ever flash a badge to somebody? Your hand shakes a lot. <laughs> it's really hard well, to convince Well, when you're faking it, I'm sure, yeah, yeah. It's really hard to convince <laughs> them you're a cop. <laughs> I, I'm a cop. I swear. <laughs> so I've nervous. i some questions, and I need answers. Anyway, I'll talk to your dad about it at the reunion. It's oh, yeah. He will, he'll be there. <laughs> Um, and, uh, him and mom are divorced, I guess. Cause you yep. said, uh, st- stepmom's in the picture. Yeah. You like your stepmom? Yeah, she's great. Yeah. I got a good stepmom. Yeah. It's uh, it's good times. Um, when did they get divorced? When you're a kid or? Yeah. I was probably 12. That's all. Around when I was yeah, 12. I was four, yeah. 13. Yeah. yeah. Good, good age. Get to re- be a rebellious asshole. I played, yeah. I played my parents against each other. Like you wouldn't believe. Oh yeah. My par- <laughs> my parents got divorced and you know, my mom got custody or whatever. And then my dad got an apartment in the apartment building across the street. <laughs> and it was, you know, you got in a fight with one, you just yeah, went yeah, across yeah. the street or whatever. Yeah. So. My, my, my commute was a little longer when I got in a fight. Right. But, but it like, there was like, cause my parents wouldn't talk. So I'd be like, yeah. I'm going to mom's and I would just fucking go hang out with buddies for a couple of days. And right. neither of them knew where the fuck I was. So right. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, I don't know. Messed up time, but we're yeah. all better now, yeah. eh? Yeah. Um. What uh? What did mom do growing up? Uh, she did. She did mostly bookkeeping, yeah. like accounts nice. receivable and that kind of stuff. She worked for an accounting firm, and then she did the bookkeeping for Life Network, which was a TV channel for a little while. And oh, I remember Life Network. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, do they uh religion in the house or no? No, no, that's good, no. eh? And everyone grew up in Toronto here. Um. I was born in Halifax. Oh, shit. Um, I was six weeks old when um, my mom came up here with me. Okay. So um, my dad's from Sydney, Cape Breton, and my mom's from mainland Nova Scotia. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess they hooked up or whatever. and Ended up then, out here together? Yeah. My, well, my dad was up here first, and then uh, you know okay. she called him and let him know what was up. And then uh, <laughs> he said, oh, like, I, I was like... When was this? What, how old are you? I wasn't born yet. No, this but how old like, are you? This... Oh, now I'm 40. Okay. So, yeah. So a long time like ago. Like late 70s. Yeah. Okay. And so, yeah. And then I was you born. You can't just send an email. <laughs> yeah. I was born in 78. And then uh, and then it was like, I think they got married when I was six weeks old or something. And, okay. and you're, you're the, out. I guess you're the first. Grew up, yeah. And, and the and only? I, no, I have a, my brother is uh, three years, two years and 10 months younger than me. Gary Rideout Jr. Jr. 
Well, there's some talk of that with my wife and I, and she hates that discussion. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, GR3 is a huge name. That's all right, eh? Yeah. The third. I, yeah. I always wanted to be a third. I'm or, like, or... think about all the time my dad and I had to put in for there to <laughs> even be the option of a third. A lot of people don't get that far. Are you uh, you and your wife uh, looking to do this? Or? We're talking about it. It's very, um, you know, early stage discussions right now. And so. uh, you got, You've been married long, or...? Yeah, um, we got married in 2016. Okay. I had to do them... Uh, <laughs> yeah, three years ago. Yeah, well, it was... Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And um, she, uh, she, your age, I'm just wondering for the fertility <laughs> over here. My wife's 40, and we're hoping those eggs dry up real soon. Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, really, we? Is that what you mean? Oh, you sh- we don't want kids. Okay, okay. Uh, but I don't. I don't know. If you, she wants the, her we, eggs you to... put so much emphasis on that we. It sounded like only you. <laughs> no, no, no. She's uh, she's very she's very content with uh, okay. with uh, just having uh, little uh, rodents run around the house. Yeah, uh, my wife's uh, almost six years younger than me. Okay, so yeah. she's got time. Yeah, a little bit. Good, good, good. Well, that's good, man. Yeah. That's uh, that'll be exciting. A third, eh? Uh, yeah. I mean, I here's the thing. It's not going to happen. But like, <laughs> but I am going to pretend it has a chance. Yeah, that's right. Good. You know, I mean, also who's, who's every na- kid needs a nickname. Apparently, yeah. So so friends of ours looked into it, or, or like there was an article they shared or whatever, and I think only twelve. Babies were named Gary in all of the UK last year. <laughs> it's like a, it's a tradition. So it's like it's a name that is like almost yeah. the, the reason it's not gone is because every terrible commercial and TV show makes the idiot character named Gary. Gary. Well, my buddy Jarrett Gamble, when he gets drunk, we call him Gary because yeah. he goes full Gary sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that on Facebook where he gets <laughs> called it. And, but it's like, yeah, like, you know, the Expedia commercial where the guy leaves the hotel room and then his yeah. robe gets caught in the door and he's standing in his oh, underwear Gary. and they're like, oh, Gary. <laughs> and I'm like... It has something to do with like the sound, pitch, tone, Gary. Yeah, but it's like it's you know it was something else ten years ago, like whatever it was, and it's just in the last five years it's been relentless, and it's like <laughs> all my friends, a lot of radio spots too, like Nug has you like been recorded saying yeah. it, Mark Andrade has been recorded saying it, like, and it's my own friends, and then the spot comes out and I call them, I'm like, why didn't you tell me you were when you were recording this? You're, like, you're this generation's dick. Yeah. Like Dick was a cool name, and now now you're just a fucking dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or like, well, yeah. I'm trying to think. You know, it was like um, Reginald or something stupid was like a you know whatever the one was that like mm-hmm. made it sound like you were saying it sarcastically. Yeah. And that's what it is, right? Larry. Like, Larry's always a yeah a go to. I got. Uh, I don't think m- many kids are named Jeff anymore. No. no, that's a dying name. Everyone's got to have a fucking stupid name, Jaden or some shit. Yeah, you know? Jaden's right there. You got right it. Right there. Anyone listening to your kid's name, Jaden, he's fucking stupid. Uh, anyway, this is Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Now. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't worry. Nobody listens to this thing. Um, did uh, we introduce you to our uh, producer, Baba Jewy, over here? Hi, how are this you? This is Alex. Gary. He chimed in. It was uh, it was our first time we heard from him, so I didn't want to confuse the listeners. So. Welcome back, Gary. Hey, thank you for having what me. What other podcasts have you done here on the lovely Never Sleeps Network? Uh, I've, I've done Talking Wrestling, right? Yeah, yeah. And was that it? Uh, Best you of Friends? Have you... Years ago. Right, okay. When yeah. I had one, but. Oh, that Alex, was kind of the... Alex Never Sleeps? That's right. Now he's finally got this day bed. Take some naps. I had to cancel yeah, the podcast. Yeah, good luck sleeping in this room. <laughs> no, I guess those roll down, right? 
Yeah, the, oh, the windows yeah, roll oh, yeah. down. Yeah, I didn't see them at first. I was like, no windows and this. Or, is mean, that no. a lighter on that windowsill? That huge thing? How big is that lighter? It's a novelty lighter from my fiance. Oh, look oh, at that! Yeah. Does it actually work? It, yeah, it creates novelty fires. <laughs> that's <laughs> a good flame, though. Oh, good yeah, okay. flame. That's pretty good. You a smoker, Gary? No, no, ever. I've, I've never tried a cigarette in my life. Good for Whoa. you. Yeah, I don't think my wife has either. Yeah, I think she always has that claim. You've been past a joint that has tobacco in it. I, I've, I've rarely ever smoked weed, to be honest yeah. with you. Um, Considering your friends, that's surprising. Well, you know, I, I've, <laughs> I've, I've tried it, but I just, ha- like, I'll eat a gummy so much easier yeah, uh, sure. for me. I just, I've tried smoking weed, and I just hack a lung so badly that I'm like... Yeah, I, 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 I smoke daily, and I still cough. Yeah, like, this is my thing, but this is what I think, too, is, like, if I was a tobacco smoker, or if I smoked weed regularly, mm-hmm. that would become a smoother thing to do, well, but... I, I think because I smoked so many cigarettes back in the day that my lungs are just fucked. Right, and yeah. I, or I just shouldn't be smoking. But Practice makes know. perfect, Gary. But I've also seen you behind a bar and oh. in front of a bar. You're pretty good at that talent. Yeah, I'm all right. With, I'm <laughs> all, well, you know, were you guys at, were you at game six? I, I saw video of game six. So I, yeah, bar. I saw video and I was like, oh, that's me. That's surprising. I don't remember that. Wow. I don't remember using the pop gun to shoot water over everyone in the bar. <laughs> Uh, but that was a good time. I saw you pouring like a bottle of tequila at one point. I, Did you have uh, the game set up in the uh, in the showrooms? Yeah, everybody wanted to cancel their shows. So on the Monday night, which is like a pretty quiet night it's for shows idea, anyway, smart mm-hmm. idea. everybody wanted to cancel. So for game five, and it was in Toronto, and it just there was so much hype building up. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, we'll screen it. in w- First, one room canceled. And I was like, oh, we'll screen it in one room. And then I got a call from like a group of 30 people going, yeah. can we come watch the game? And uh, then I was like, you know what? The other show, everybody canceled. And then everywhere was full. And I actually felt like we were like underserving the games. And so it was the perfect opportunity. We replay, we, we improved our TV. Like we, our TVs were there since we opened 10 years ago. Wow. Okay. So we improved, we went and got better TVs on Wednesday for game six and or Thursday <laughs> oh, for shit. game six. We went and got better got TVs. projection screens. And we, yeah, we bumped up the, the, uh, uh, the feeds to the projectors and then nice. um, <clears throat> one of them didn't work because I guess if you, we, we have Rogers Ignite and you can't up convert like uh, whatever HD like or yeah, whatever like, super like HD it around. yeah it doesn't it, w- it won't go into a, a projector that's not a like an a super HD projector or whatever okay so, you're, so like, you have to update your projector so I bought the I bought these HDMI cables that were like super long and expensive and a and like a, a sp- uh, HDMI splitter yeah. and a, a signal booster and then it got there and it just wouldn't like it Fuck. it could recognize it and it wouldn't do it so then we had to run an old coax kit and like get it but. So it was okay, like that mm-hmm. the one projector. But the TVs were way better. It was a good excuse to get them. And then the bar was just super rammed, and then we partied. We lit a bunch of fireworks outside. Yes, I saw the videos I, of you and Mark. Oh, you guys Andrade. were the ones lighting the fireworks. Yeah. Yeah, we do it I, for I like... shooting the fireworks, but... Uh, yeah, we do it for like uh, Canada Day or like May Long Weekend. In the back parking lot there, I guess? Yeah, we'll do Not them like... Not even. In the, you were we like do, on the street We there. do it on the road, like <laughs> between the... like Because it's the perfect... It's equidistant to the yeah, buildings, yeah. Yeah. and it's kind of like a safe alcove for everyone. <laughs> and uh, you know, we got a bucket of dirt, and we got our fire extinguisher out there, and we got our That's like great. you know, we we we're ec- we've become experts in it. So we go out, <laughs> we get the good powder keg ones that like sit <laughs> flat on the grounds. I mean, you know, whatever. One person lit a Roman candle and 
ran and tried to set it down too fast and it was shooting sideways <laughs> on the road. That had nothing to do with us. That's some drunk idiot seeing fireworks and wanting to be a part of fireworks. But oh, Mark funny. and I have done it, you know, for a while. And one person was pretty upset and came running over and was like, why won't you guys stop doing these fireworks? <laughs> and I was like, what? What are you? The whole road is chaos. Yeah. There's like literally... There's like naked guys standing holding Roman candles out car windows in their hands. I'm like, it's like Mad Max out here, and you're worried about the guys doing it very carefully. Like, uh, I yeah. um my my Raptors experience championship game. Uh, we picked up this little pooch um like three hours before the game, and uh, so we were just at home in the basement, and uh, she was too scared to come down because uh, the cat was down there. Wait, so you you've had the dog for. Less I got it week. last Thursday. A week. A week. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh wow. Okay, I didn't realize it was that short a time. She's so comfortable. Yeah, she's uh, she well, she's a rescue from Mexico, so she's like ten months old. So she's yeah. she's got all her own. She's got her habits formed already. And right, she's and I very, guess she's just like I don't understand what anyone's saying. So yeah, fuck yeah. it. So uh, so and she's very timid. So yeah. she, she doesn't like anything. So we're trying to we're trying to take care of her and for the game. And I'm getting you know rowdy in the basement. And then once the game was over, we're like, oh, we got to walk the dog. And then it was just fucking chaos. Yeah. Like, I live around the corner. So it was just like King Street was nuts. Queen Street was nuts. Yeah. And well, it's, it's like, you know, I mean, if I brought my dog over here right now, there's no way he'd be, lay, like, chilling out asleep like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is... Having been here for 20... He'd have to go and sniff every crevice and every <laughs> corner of every room and, like, look for... Like, he'll find something to eat somewhere. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, a a I chip like crumb you left. or He's... He is the, he, the you know, the, he's a dog Roomba for sure. Yeah, she, uh, she doesn't wander far from us and, uh, she sleeps a lot and doesn't bark and she's a very pretty cool dog. Yeah. We're fostering her until we can make the decision whether we can keep her. We just yeah. gotta. Just like Kira oh my is God, with how you, can Jeff. You, but how can you not keep her? Look oh, there's no way Kira is going to be able to say goodbye to this little yeah. girl. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that's a winner for you guys. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it, the whole thing with Kira is worried about her cat. Right. Um, and the cat doesn't seem that bothered. It's more confused, but it's not, there's like, there's not too much hostility between right. the Give dogs. Time. The dog's very scared of the cat. Yeah. And like growled or barked at it today because it was the dog, the cat was licking its bone or something. Right, right. And, but uh, I don't know. I think they're learning each other's boundaries. I yeah, think I the, think ca- I think the dog's here to stay. But Kira, Kira doesn't realize that cats and dogs can live together. She's, uh, it would, took about a year of convincing that. Oh, yeah. Be okay. Well, here's the thing. Like, I, you know, we've talked about having a second dog, like, you know, as our dog ages or whatever, you're Mm -hmm. supposed to, like, a younger dog will help keep your dog lively or whatever. And I'm like, ah, it's just a lot of work, you know? And I was like, a cat is a lot easier, but I was like, I don't, I couldn't bring in a cat. But if you brought in a kitten, I think it wouldn't know any better and would just learn to yeah. live with the dog, right? Yeah, yeah. but if you bring in a, a an old cat, yeah, oh yeah, no chance. They're gonna hit the, sh- the, an old cat will rake his eyes out because my my dog's too <laughs> stupid. He'll just go right like he's so friendly, you know what I mean? And he just won't understand why it doesn't want to yeah. be his friend. <laughs> What's your dog's name? Hudson. Nice. All right. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good dog name. This this dog's name. Uh, it came. Uh, the name was Phantasma. That was its uh, Mexican name. Right. Um, we wanted to keep it uh, Latino, uh, so we, uh, we 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 settled on Rosie Perez. Right, that's great. Um, proud Puerto Rican girl from nice. she's from the states, but you know Puerto right. Rican background. So she's got a nice uh, Latino name, R- Rosie Perez. Everyone, <laughs> that's great. But I and think... it's responding to Rosie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been a week, and she uh, I don't know. She she knows me and Kira, and uh, is paying attention. Yeah. So. 
Hudson's oh. name uh, at the Humane Society was uh, Prince. P r i n t s. Oh, you gotta go, buddy. Oh. Uh, because <laughs> he had Prince. he had like white paws a little bit, uh, yeah. and um, so we obviously weren't having that. And so uh, when my wife was like getting his uh, pet insurance or whatever, and she was like registering the dog or whatever, mm-hmm. and she was on the phone with the guy, and they were like, he was like, she, you know, she was like, okay, so his name's Hudson now or whatever. Right? And the guy's like, oh, sorry, okay, so the dog formerly known as Prince uh, and, <laughs> and, and didn't know he said it. And she was like, she's like, you know what you just said, right? And he's like, what? And she's like, you just said the dog formerly known as Prince. That's great. That's great, yeah. Then he had a he, then he had a good laugh, but he was like a, just a serious yeah, 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 guy. Yeah, just right. He just said it perfectly, you know. So Humane Society. Yeah. Nice. How old was uh, the dog when you got him? He was a year and three months, and okay. he'll be eight this summer. Oh, nice, nice. Um, and yeah, we were we were in a condo very close to the Humane Society uh, at the time, and I uh, thought, you know, I was pretty. She, you know, my wife grew up with dogs. I've never had a dog, mm-hmm. um, so I was pretty scared. At first, uh, uh, I mean, a for the dog to eat my head off, but also, um, you know, for for this condo, you know what I mean. I was just like, what if what if this guy's a wolf that howls all night and yeah, you know yeah, or whatever. Exactly. Um, and uh, no, he was pretty. You know, they were like, oh, you should crate train him, and I was like, this whole condo is a crate. Like, I don't. I mean, how how much space do you want me to you know, put a box in? inside of a box yeah. inside of a box? It was unnecessary. So you know, if he didn't like scratch furniture or anything like that, so mm-hmm. there was no point. You know? We we're putting her in the crate at night right now, just because we don't know what's happening yet. But right. um, I think uh, she likes her crate like a, like as a safe space. But good, I think, yeah, if uh, that works for them, it's good. I think we're gonna have an open door policy at night, but then. Uh, crater maybe during the day a bit we'll see how it goes and yeah. then uh but kira's taking her to work most days if nice. she can and with alex over here they work together at the old yuck yucks mm-hmm. do you see yuck yucks as a, a a competitor or do you just see it as another entity of this <clears throat> whole crazy thing we're doing oh yeah not a competitor at all it's if anything i mean it's the main big thing mm-hmm. you know it's i don't i'm there's just different models entirely and, yeah yeah um you know they have a, such a wider reach but i find that um we would get better as like the canadian comedy industry would be much better if everyone worked together instead of this like you guys don't have any inclusion or whatever like exclusivity yeah um but like that company does and it's like this company you can't go and it's it's I don't know I don't get it I think we should all just be doing what we got to do yeah I but I do I, like that yucks like Breslin he does not care if we do the comedy bar yeah I mean I've known Mark a long time and I think part of that is the fact that he knows me and and mm-hmm. that you know my place also has improv and also has sketch, so it's not specifically yeah, yeah. a threat to exactly what he's doing. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm not out promoting. I'm not buying ads on the subway to come to comedy bar. Mm-hmm. It's it's this different. It's he. You know, I, I'm sure you're an independent producer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great model. Yeah, it's and it's working. also like it's also like you know the the yucks comics that do stuff with this. They're mostly promoting their show by the show title and not their individual name. Yeah. So it's like I'm not spoiling when he's having someone come in and headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which is the main part of what he's selling is like whoever's here this weekend is this person. If you could see them around the corner for less, mm-hmm. then then that you know that undermines what they're trying to do. So you know I can respect that, and it's like, and I think it works. It's like again, it's more you know. I mean, he's able to sign more talent because more people are getting more reps so it's mutually beneficial i think 
in a way. Um, you know, I wish there was, I wish there was a more, you know, a greater public everywhere going to watch live comedy. Oh, it's getting sparse out there, eh? Yeah, and I wish, um, you know, uh, I wish it was valued mm-hmm. more in terms of, you know, it's. I mean, what's crazy is like you go to like a play at Soul Pepper and it's ninety bucks and it might be shit. Yeah, and you know, it's a comedy show's twenty bucks or whatever, and it's, and it's like you're gonna get some laughs. Yeah, and you have a, you have a better, you might have a better time. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a fifth of the price, and. You know, Soul Pepper doesn't need to sell that ticket because they're entirely funded by the government. Yeah. So they could or could not sell well, that we're ticket. There, Battellini's gonna help us out here. Cask, you a supporter of Cask? I yeah, I am. Um, I you know, I don't know what they'll be able to do. Uh, I think they'll make strides. I don't know how much effect mm. it will have on me personally, yeah, but yeah, I certainly don't. Side. Yeah, so, well, or in general, it's just like. I just don't blame them for for trying. I just mean like by the time things are in place, I might be old. And like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but it but it doesn't it doesn't mean it's not worth. You know, I just think a lot of the work they're doing might have a greater effect on the next generation than it will on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 anything they accomplish is 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 good is better than what it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I you know I support it in that way for sure. And and I do think that you know our it, it is the bottom line is. You know, we have this reputation for developing the best comedians in the world, and you, you know they go to the states and get famous there or whatever. But it's like we, we're this country that supposedly has you know this sense of humor and and creates all these funny people, and it's like we don't invest in it at all. No, at no. all. We no. give money to the weirdest, worst, most garbage art, and it's like mm-hmm. how many times does do the same old plays need to, that that mm-hmm. have like boring ideas and out-of-date ideas in them need to be paid for by the government to be produced. Like, this is a new take on Guys and Dolls. Come on! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Honest to God, right? And it's like... Yeah, it's not know. even Guys and Dolls, though. It's like Canadian, historic... I mean, I'm agreeing with you to a point. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, because you see the same stuff being regurgitated over and over again. But it's also because Canada strives for this CanCon mentality but what's more cancon than our individual stories as canadians uh, about how, what our lives are in the here and now living in canada like that's it's got a point there alex i'm agreeing with gary you know instead, <laughs> instead of like when i go see some play and like the, the, they you know they're saying things that are no longer okay to say yeah. because it was written in the 50s or whatever and you're just like that just so, isn't good enough use some of that funding for a rewrite eh? yeah like <laughs> You know, don't get me wrong. The classics are the classics, and there should be a place for those as well. But, um, you know, I don't know. It's weird, like, I, I mean, I don't know. The Canadian Opera Company got the Four Seasons Theater that's like, I don't know, $250 million? Like, I, I again, that maybe it was $25 million. Whatever it was, it's a massive, gigantic, awesome building. Is yeah. anyone going there? I don't know. You you never go to the opera? I did. I went a couple times. What I, I couldn't, I wouldn't be able to... They they do a thing now where like you uh, they have a like a bar at the top and you read it so it's like subtitled oh, and it's, really? it's yeah it's <laughs> closed cool. caption yeah it's great <laughs> yeah because you know the music's beautiful and some of the storytelling is good mm-hmm. uh, but it's like uh, in some ways my, my argument is one of two ways either the government sponsors comedy the way it sponsors other art because it is something we should be proud of and that we should export all over the world mm-hmm. and and support the artists here becoming the the people that go out there and get supported or 
stop funding these other things and let things live on their own merit. Yeah. And if there's an audience for it, we'll find it. And it, But it's very hard for us to compete with no support when the, those other things, like when, you know, when when those other companies can have subscriptions and, and uh, you know, flags on every post mm, in the yeah. city and giant ads in every paper because they get money from the government that pays for all that advertising. I'd love to see somebody flyering at Dundas Square for the opera. Hey, yeah. yo, come check out the <laughs> opera tonight. Two drink minimum. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it, two drinks would help the opera be more enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> the last thing I saw in the theater... Um, I uh, went to see uh, Bad Out of Hell. Right. So bad. It was fucking terrible. terrible. Right. And it was packed. Yes. And it was $200 a ticket. Yeah. It's packed Uh, with like an older adult crowd. Yeah. But who cares? Like those people also are just sheep that go to whatever they're told to go to. We just don't don't have the money to tell them what to go to. I know. And I, well, that's, I, I said to Kira, I was like, there's thousands of people to see this shit. Yeah. And we can't fucking fill up yuck yucks on a Saturday night. Like, yeah. What the fuck? Well, it's like, you know, like I went to see the play Gaslight at, Mer- I think at the um, Canon, the, the Ed Mervish Theater, the big one on Young. Elgin. Or it, no, no, no. It's it's the one that used to be called the Canon, and it's now it's called the Ed Mervish Theater. Right. Okay. It's like north of the Elgin. It's right. the really big one. Yeah. It, it's the other one in the Mervish uh, repertoire. And it's, um, so, okay. so just the floor, just on the floor and the floor seats, I think there's like a thousand seats or something. So I go see this play called Gaslight and it has two actors in it that were like in Game of Thrones or whatever. So like supporting roles in Game of Thrones. So that's why we went. And it was, a, again, it's a play from the fifties or something. Right. <laughs> and uh, anyway, some of the writing and dialogue was so bad. Like bad, like 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 hacky, poorly, like the and they like I felt bad for the good actors having to say yeah. such like literally the the end of the first act and they said the title <laughs> as like a and I can't believe I'm being gaslit halftime <laughs> or like whatever it was right like it was so bad we were bl- my like my wife. It, you know, is a th- w- like majored in theater at Queens, <laughs> and she's like, "What is this?" And it's like also. It was like the middle of February, and all you heard was a thousand old people going, (coughs) 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 over the whole, everywhere, everywhere. It's not a musical where you can hide it. It's not bad out of hell where you don't hear it. It's a fucking play (laughs) where every word is (coughs) 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 over every fucking line. And then just crinkling of candies. I was like, I was going mental. I was literally going mental. It's so true. I went to a matinee. I can't remember what show it was. And it was just that I can't believe I'm being gaslit. Yeah. It's funny. What I wanted them to do was actually... Lock the doors and put the gas in. <laughs> I'll stay. Forget I'll stay. it. Just kill me. Oh man, that's uh. What's what's your uh, what's your go to entertainment? You a, you're a sports guy or? Uh, yeah, probably mostly uh, sports. I would say. Um, go to. I mean, you know, I'm a hockey guy originally. Mm-hmm. You so got a Jay's hat on. But yeah, I'm pretty much yeah. Leaf guy. All yeah. Toronto. All Toronto sports. All Toronto. Yeah, big homer. Um, um I went to. Uh, probably I went to 
two of the Leafs games in the playoffs this year. Okay. Oh, wow. Um, it, you know, in the first round, uh, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, that's, but, a, that's uh, all you get with the Leafs. Went to, went to a couple Raptors games. I had Jay's seasons for a few years, but then they started making them expensive. I've sat yeah. in your seats before. Right, yeah, yeah. But then after after the team got bad and the price still went up, yeah, like yeah. the price kept going up as they got good, and I was like, I'm okay with this. They're, mm-hmm. they're spending it the way. And then it got more even more expensive as the team got bad again, and I was like, wait, this isn't, yeah. this doesn't make sense anymore. <laughs> I can buy a ticket off a scalper outside for whatever changes in my oh, pocket yeah, why would i eat shit on 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 be needing the same seat every game they were nice seats yeah they were yeah but and also i used to when we were in the condo we were a little bit closer i could walk to the yeah. games and now we live in leslieville and it's like i gotta oh, drive down and pay to park but yeah, it's a, it's a good um like as being a like a, a business owner it's a good thing to have which is for clients and stuff like for hey, sure yeah i, I would game. give some away and i would yeah. sort of post them online and people would grab them but they were they weren't like you know, they're, they're not, like, premium. They were nice seats for, like, mm-hmm. cheap nice seats. Yeah. They weren't, like, so premium that I was, like, doing anyone a huge favor. <laughs> oh, but still, you know so I mean? Jeff's right to, to a degree, for sure. It doesn't matter how... I think it. your seats were right behind home plate, 500s. I think you were, like, second row, if not yeah. first row, yeah. uh, right behind... So you get that whole feeling of the whole yeah. stadium. And you yeah, and you're the watching the game, game from the yeah. right direction. That's right. Alex likes uh, anything like. free. Yeah, wasn't free. But uh, wait, that's not. You bought the tickets off them. <laughs> yeah, I, I would I would post them at at cost okay. on Facebook nice. for people and. What's what what are, what are the five hundreds? Now they're cost? like eighteen. The, so now they do uh now they do uh flex pricing. Mm-hmm. So the cheapest they get is eighteen dollars plus all the Ticketmaster service charges. And that's like how many games? Like eighty games or something. Yeah, eighty-one home games. And now and then and so they probably sell them to you at fifteen. Like you get less than the face or whatever. So it's probably like. You know, no, it's more than it's got to be more than that now because I think the last year I did it, the pair for the season was gonna had jumped from twenty eight hundred to thirty four hundred. Jesus, and I was like, oh, I'm not doing that when I know they're gonna be bad again. We we bought a flex pack one year and it was like twelve games, yeah, and that seemed like a lot, yeah, yeah. And but especially I, when they're losing. Oh yeah, this this was like they had like two good seasons and then it was like the down yeah we're like hey well, let's go support the team and we're like oh this sucks yeah i was i tough. went to a game uh i've been to one game this year me neither i know i, I, I went, went to the home one. opener i was i went i was in the sleeman box for the home opener nice. so that, that was Shit. all right good to yeah. sell beer eh yeah yeah <laughs> that's a little perk but uh yeah and then the other thing is like i don't know it's weird so like i'll watch terrible shows on netflix with my wife like uh things that she wants to watch and i'll just sit there and occasionally get sucked into them yeah. Uh, but some of them, you, they're just, you know, uh, god-awful. And then uh, mostly I'm trying to, like, I do, so I, like, play on the softball team on Saturdays, play hockey uh, with the Jokers on Saturdays yeah. in the winter, and this my summer team. Saturdays uh, or Sundays? Sa- Saturday nights is the Jokers. Oh, Sundays shit. is the other team that Pew and Bebenick play yeah, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um, I play on a team called the Visigoths Tuesdays in the winter, Wednesdays in the summer, and then I golf, too. So, so you're just an active man. Yeah. Keep yourself entertained. Played around earlier today before I came out here. Nice. Where do you so, golf in the city? Uh, I'm, yeah, I get also a, a perk of uh, having a bar is that uh, I get a um, golf membership taken care of. So I, a gol- I have a membership at Scarborough Golf Club. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah. I um, I uh, applied for a job there when I first moved out here. I was uh, living in Scarborough. And right. I was like I just want to cuz I, I was going to say otherwise that's a bit of a commute out there. Well, I um I still commute. I work uh at CTV out, oh, out yeah, on the okay. highway and yeah, I yeah. go from downtown. It sucks. Um but whatever, it pays the bills. You ever see Brendo out there? Um uh, who? Uh Brendan Halloran? 
No. He writes for Jay and Dan. He has to go out there all the time now. No, no, I never, never see him out there. I never see uh, Jay and Dan people because it's uh, different shifts. I'm a daytime mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I remember I wanted to work at a golf course because I worked at a course when I was going to school in uh, London, Ontario. I'm going to mm-hmm. make that clear. Um, but I, I worked at this um, private course. It was a 36-hole course. Okay. I, I would do. I played nine holes every day after what work. What was it called? It was called Sunningdale. Oh, okay. And uh, it was, like, north of the city, and um, so they had 36 holes. I'd play nine every day, so I could just pick what pick one, yeah. what nine I wanted to play each day, and it was free. That was fun. You okay golfer? Um, back then, I was all right, but then uh, I, uh, the la- I I took a, a 10-year gap. Yeah. Um, I golfed with my ex-wife once, and then I was like, well, I never want to do this again. It's, yeah, I mean, I, you have to keep, you have to keep at it. Yeah. And... Well, the thing is, when I... When I came back after 10 years, uh, I went with my new wife golfing, um, which was a much pleasanter experience. More pleasant or pleasanter? I don't even more know. Pleasant, yeah. More pleasant. More pleasant. <laughs> much more pleasant experience. Um, but I think I actually played better after a 10-year gap. Right. Because I think I was, my head's more in the right place. Right, yeah. And it was just, uh, like, I had a few nice hits, and it wasn't a total shit show. That's, this, you, I mean, you can have 10 terrible shots in a row and go and literally say out loud, golf sucks and this is stupid. <laughs> and then you catch one so well and you're like, oh, fuck, I love this. <laughs> oh, man, I, when can I come back? But then you're like, but the other problem is it takes four hours to play around. Mm-hmm. So it's like you need time to drive there, time to drive back. Mm-hmm. Like probably you're going to have to eat. You drink, <laughs> you, know I mean? you drink it on the course? Uh, I, I'm not. Uh, trying not to, mostly because I'm getting out for early rounds, and also like you got to drive there. Yeah, but it's like you know you could have I'll have a Michelob Ultra or oh, like damn. something light, <laughs> something light. You know, it's so hot out there. What's too, an right? early round for you? Are you a, are you a morning guy? No, I'm not. No, I'm not a morning guy. But I just mean it's like the daytime. Like I can't. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really a day drinker. Yeah. You know, and again, if you're out in the sun, like it's and you still have to play, it's hard to like. So, you know, not to kill your own energy. It's my favorite time to drink is the day. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would rather get drunk during the day and then once the sun goes down, just go to bed. Yeah. Like, okay. Leave me alone. <laughs> That's the, the way we were meant to live but you know, like I, years ago. I, I, yeah. say, I say I'd rather do that, but once the sun goes down, I keep going. Yeah. Well, that's it, right? I've, I've, yeah. Until you pass out. Yeah. But like, uh, then the natural sleep takes over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, that REM sleep they talk so much about. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever get that because I got fucking sleep apnea like a motherfucker, oh, man. Oh, fuck. I got to play last year at this place called Redtail, which is like out near Woodstock or, or, or close to London or whatever that okay. way. But anyway, it's like this crazy private course that these two rich guys own. And they only l- allow like 50 members a year or something. And then... Jeez. Like Sean Connery's played there, and like Nick Faldo's played there, and like the Queen All visited right. or something. Like, anyway, it was like you know, it's very rare. Like, so that you're like, there's a lot of people that are allowed to be invited as a guest per year for mm-hmm. a single round or whatever. And uh, anyway, the front nine holes are awesome. It was beautiful, but you get there and they have like breakfast set out or whatever, and then you fill out a card for what you'd like to have for lunch. And after nine holes, you come in and have your lunch, and then nice. like it's. It was crazy. Scarborough's not members only, is it? Yeah, it's a members oh, club. Oh, cool. okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember after they didn't hire me, I went down to the Hunt Club. Yeah. Um, and I remember in my interview, the guy's like, "Well, why do you want to work here?" I go, "So I can golf for free every day." And he's like, "Every day?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "I was like, yeah, yeah. Like I do my shift and then do a round of golf." He's like, "Well, I." He's like, "We've never, we've never had anyone ask this before." He's like, "I guess we, we maybe we could give you a once a week," and I was like. 
oh, no thanks, man. And I left the interview. I was like, yeah. I, I go, dude, I'm just here to work and then golf for free. And yeah, he was like, well, we can't. Uh, and the hunt club's <laughs> only nine holes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah, be I... fine with that. I grew up in um, Nagarin Lake. Uh, every golf course in Nagarin Lake is only nine holes. Right. And they need all the rest of that land for wine. <laughs> <laughs> well, the uh, the Niagara Lake Golf Course is the oldest golf course in North America. You ever play there? No, that would be fun. Yeah, it's a nice. It's yeah, it's nice. Like it's right on the lake. Like it's nice. Yeah. Like there's like a cliff side of the lake there. It's uh, it's good. I really want to go try to play at Cabot in Cape Breton this summer. Uh, well, in September, my cousin's getting married out there, and I'm I think I'm gonna use it as an excuse to go play nice. because it's like considered like one of the best golf courses in the world now, and I'm like. I'm not good enough to, to play. Be- like, like my wife was uh, touring with the Second City Show uh, to Jacksonville last year, and that's where the uh, Players' Championship is, where they have that 17th hole that's a par three, but it's a little island, mm-hmm. and you like hit the ball, and it has to land on that island, or it rolls yeah, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I looked into it, and I was like, it's, I think it's called TPS Sawgrass or whatever, and I was, I was like, ooh, I could come with her for this trip and then play this like <laughs> play the Players' Championship course. And I looked it up online, and it's like you have to book it way in advance. Yeah. It's booked like crazy. It's four hundred and fifty American dollars to play around. And I'm like, you know how mad I would be as a terrible golf player <laughs> just to just uh, know I that to know I took four hundred and fifty dollars and threw it in the garbage. <laughs> I uh, I grew up on the uh, Niagara Escarpment. Um, and the, down the street from me was a, a driving range called the Aqua Range, and they had a big pond at the bottom, and all their golf balls floated, but they had little islands in the pond, and you, like, on the top of the Niagara Escarpment, and you'd, like, knock oh, it down. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, 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 it was great, but it, uh, it in the middle of nothing, and it lasted, like, three years, and then it closed down. Uh, yeah, but now that's the big thing, is, like, they're, they're making those, like, uh... The, the, they, they're making the same thing but indoors, right? And it's like mm-hmm. they have one in Vegas, and it's called Top Golf, and they're they're opening one here, and it's like the biggest thing that it's just like the, the, the Scarborough par- Golf Dome uh, yeah. deflated. <laughs> what? They t- uh, they, pu- they popped a hole in the Scar- Scarborough Golf Dome and oh. deflated it. And uh, it was years ago, now. no, it was uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, that's like, sad. Yeah, 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 I think I drove by it. They're doing something with it, but. I don't know. A lot of golf talk here. This is yeah. Uh, sorry, we didn't we didn't have to go there. I don't know what that sign was you just gave me. Was that five minutes? We got five minutes. I thought it left. was twenty. I thought we were accumulating them. <laughs> I, you did it four times, and I was like, "Oh, we have twenty minutes left. Great, we can really get into it." It actually means fifty-five. Oh, right. Fifty-five. Is this a TV cue? No, it's just throwing up numbers. I didn't learn this in broadcasting in. school. Did you just, go to school? Uh, I yeah, I went to school. No, like after high school. <laughs> oh yeah, after high school. Yeah. Yeah. What did you take? Uh, I went to uh, Ryerson uh, for screenwriting as a part of the film studies program. Okay. That lasted for one year. Uh, and then I went to the Humber for the School of Comedy. Oh, you did? Uh, the Humber I program. didn't finish that. One year here, one year there. Yeah, that's right. Did you finish anything? Uh, I, I finished uh, with education. You're oh, good, yeah. good. Uh, yeah. And what did you... you uh, you went straight to sketch comedy, or uh, yeah, when did it I, evolve into that? Or? I was doing so when I was did at you ever Humber. Stand up. What? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh. I was when I was at Humber. Um, they had an undergrad and a postgrad, and because I had done the year of university before that, I picked. I was like, I I should have done the postgrad, but I picked the undergrad, and so there was a lot. Of, and I had had a year off in between that as well, so I was like three years older than most of the people that were there. They were coming mm-hmm. straight out of high school and doing the undergrad. And the the two other people like that, uh, Pat Thorne and Tal Zimmerman, 
were also like guys who had done university and then gone to the program and picked undergrad when they should have picked postgrad. So we were these three guys who like felt older and more like uh, there was pressure on us to have things happen more quickly. Yeah. So we started a sketch troupe and like Pat and I were running a stand-up room you together. You and Pat your first sketch troupe, eh? Yeah, yeah. Nice. yeah you guys so, are still good buddies too, Yeah, right? that's yeah. right. Yeah, and we still do – we'll do some we, – we do some improv shows together. And how old are you uh, at this time? Uh, at the time, uh, I was Young probably Buck, eh? I was twenty two and or something like that. I was twenty one maybe, and he was twenty three, and Tal was twenty five or something like that. And so, yeah, we started a sketch troupe. We ended up doing the fringes all across the country, uh, because you would produce your own show. So there was Tim Sims Playhouse, or mm-hmm. you would do it at the back of Clinton's or at the Rivoli. Like you would get on the Alt Dot. They would have one sketch troupe on the Alt Dot always. So you'd do your fifteen minutes on the Alt Dot. Mm-hmm. Uh, like once every three months or whatever. And it was like us and the imponderables and the distractions, like troops that were around at the time. And uh, Pat and I were running a stand-up room at this place called Fuel Station, which is now like a hotel across from Ryerson. Um, so we did that for a long time where mm-hmm. one of we would trade off hosting and being in the booth, which nice. was beside the stage. So you would kind of co-host on a mic from there. Yeah. Did that kind of dumb shit. Like, and, the, like the small room at Comedy Bar. Yes. Yeah, very mm-hmm. similar. Yeah. Very similar. And uh, – yeah, anyway, I don't know. I just – I wasn't good with the uh, the required apparent spontaneity of stand-up. Like, I love hosting because I'll go out and chat with the audience and I'll find funny things to say because I still improvise a lot. And then when I got – You into, do this anymore? You ever, like, host a show? Yeah, I'll host shows for, yeah. like, festivals and stuff. And I host for Catch-23 sometimes if I'm not playing the show. Okay. And it's, like – it's very loose, but you get to, like, work the crowd and, uh, you know, uh, I'm pretty good with that. So – and then I, I, when I was building the bar, I got so busy with that that I couldn't even really do sketch either at the time because there was no prep time to write. So I got really into improv at that time. And improv's the easy thing to do as you get busy with work and get older because you don't you have just, to write it. Well, you just, get to, <laughs> you just get to show up and play, right? Yeah. And when you've done so much writing in your life, it's kind of like the script's there without mm-hmm. the script. You know, you kind of know where yeah. it has to go. As soon as you and, hear something, you just. Yeah, open, you just open go, that file like, and go. Yeah, okay, you're like, oh, this. this is gonna be this kind of scene, and yeah. then you just play it out, and you know, you the, or the audience reacts to something, and you're like, oh, that's how where you want this to go, and you take it there, and it's a good time. Um, and you're are you you founded Skechersons? Yeah. Um, after our second year of touring with Pat and Tal and I, we uh we wrote a musical and about ourselves, <laughs> and then we had a big cast with another sketch troupe that we liked, and some other people we liked from school or whatever, and. Um, and then, uh, at the end of, so, so, and we had got like talent friends and we got all these guys together to be the band and we recorded the album. And then when we finished that uh, on the West coast, our second year of doing all the fringes, we wrapped up in Victoria and Vancouver and Pat and I drove down to LA and we saw the groundlings there, which is like, uh, LA's version of, uh, second city. It's where Will Ferrell came out of and some people like that. And they had a big cast and they had a live band. And we were like, we just had all those things in our musical, but we could do it as a sketch show. <laughs> and so then we were driving back from L.A. And Dan Gallia had been working with the Rivoli and they had this like spot available. And he was like, I, we should get our he had been in the musical with his troupe. Mm-hmm. And he was like, we should get our troops together and, and do a big show. And we were like, we were just saying that because we did this other thing. So then we got a big room of people together. And nice. the first two Sunday Night Lives were at the Rivoli. And then we moved it to the Poor Alex and the Annex and ran there for a long time. And uh, yeah, wasn't the comedy bar made pretty much because you needed a place? You yeah, kept yeah. losing venues for the sketches. That's right. Yeah, yeah. So you know, we were at the Riv for two weeks, and then we were at the Poor Alex in the Annex, which was awesome. And then the owner sold the building, and this other idiot bought it. And how active are you still with uh, Sunday Night Live? 
Um, I meet up with the producers of the show. Like, so I've, I've, I've handed off all the producing, um, to a couple of people and I sit in on all the auditions, uh, every two years when they invite new people into the cast. And then I meet up with the producers occasionally to talk about things they need in terms of marketing. I'm working with them on figuring out some merch right now. And then, you know, if, if there's, if anything comes up or anything they need, do we talk about that? And then otherwise I'll come watch the show occasionally. Is it a season you guys do or like... Like, do you do a stretch of shows? Like, how often they, they is write there a, a... They write a new show every week. But and it's, every week for, a, like, every, like, 52 weeks a year? Or how they, does yeah, this they, work? They what? maybe take off... It depends on how the ca- calendar falls. There's maybe two weeks off over the holidays. Okay. Uh, depending on where those Sundays fall. So probably, like, the one closest to Christmas, the one closest to New Year's, they take off. They take off Easter, and they take off Thanksgiving. And they go all summer. So they do 48 weeks a year of, yeah, writing a new show. And uh, uh, maybe... No, maybe and how long has this been happening? How long has Sketches uh, been going? It started uh, January 4th, 2004. So Holy it's 15 shit. years. Yeah, 15 years. Still getting crowds out? Yeah. 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 Built-in audience? It's very funny what will happen, because... Whenever not whenever an audience first comes, that becomes the cast they're a fan of. It's like real Saturday Night Live, yeah, 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 where yeah. like you know the cast you first saw is who you think is the best, mm-hmm. and it's like so. There's generations of audience that will come back. Some come once a year, some come once every two years, some come every week for six months, and then they see some cast turnover, and so then they disengage because they're like, well, these these new people aren't the people I was used to. How much and, of a turnover do you do every two years? Is it a full turnover? No, or? it's very fluid. So you know. No one's ever really kicked out unless they totally fuck up. Yeah. It's mostly like you set for yourself when you feel like you've gotten everything out of it, you could get out of it. Mm-hmm. And so like this past week, Trisha Black did her last show um, and it, they had a big party for her. And, you know, she's uh, she's doing She the People at Second City right yep. now, which is a big show. And, and how long was she on the cast? She was in for three and a half years. Okay. Or maybe four years. Nice. Yeah. So once you're in, you can stay. Some people... Do it. You for... got any Tim Meadows on there? That, <laughs> or not? Who's uh, who's longer than Meadows? Uh, what's... No Meadows. Is... Oh, uh, now it's probably um, uh, Keenan Thompson. Keenan Thompson, yeah, right? He, he's been Keenan, there forever. Keenan's blown by everybody. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I did it for a super long time. Pat did it for a long time, and we were like, you know, original cast. Um, probably yeah. Matt Nadeau right now is up there. He's been there a while. You make uh, you make guest appearances though. Uh, yeah, well, occasionally, nice. yeah. I uh, haven't in a little while, but but a lot of alum will come back, like like last night because someone was leaving who's been there for four years. So a lot of other cast who were within, you know, who were in scene, who were a generation before, but were in scenes with Trisha back in the day, they'll do a best of, <laughs> and so they'll all come back. So there was probably like thirty people in the show, all doing like drop ins and and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. So it's very cool for the audience too to see people that they haven't seen in a while and stuff like that i really need to leave my house on a sunday (laughs) (laughs) yeah well you know when we started it too it was like hey let's i mean kira bartended for a little while oh yeah uh, i think at diesel playhouse nice when we were the sunday oh yeah yeah, yeah, for sure for sure yeah and um yeah it was great like we were bringing people out on a sunday night and Mm -hmm. we did it because back in the day it was hard to get space anywhere to do a show but if i could negotiate with a venue hey your bar is going to do a thousand or 2000 bucks or whatever. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. just give us the venue to put on the show. And that was sort of, you know, we need, re- we need to rehearse all day cause we're writing it. You know, we, we would meet Tuesday and Thursday to write it and then we'd rehearse all day Sunday and then do mm-hmm. the show. Nice. So it's really good. You know, it's the cool thing is like a lot of people have been compliment. Like a lot of people get writing jobs after working on the show because we treat people like they're a part of a real writing room experience. Mm-hmm. So, you know, people will write stuff 
this week and it won't get into the show. And that's, it, it forces you to, to get that thick skin that you need when you're in a real writing room and you don't get anything in. And so, you know, shows and showrunners and networks are comfortable hiring our people who've had experience on our show because they're like, they're not going to freak out when they don't get anything in for the first couple of weeks. Um, this is a weird one. Is, uh, do you, are you guys monetizing this like for the cast? Like, are, are the, is the cast making anything? Because I know uh, sketches like stand up is hard enough to make money, and then with sketch you've got to split it even more. Yeah, this is so you know. I mean, what's so for for Catch Twenty Three, for example, which is an improv show we're doing on Fridays now, everybody gets fifty bucks. Yeah, that's good. Uh, which is you know I think the highest paying improv show in the city. Yeah. Um, and you know, we're trying to push almost anything that happens, anything that happens on Friday and Saturday, people are getting paid pretty well for, uh, because the ticket price is more. Mm -hmm. Uh, so Sunday Night Live actually, uh, you know, I did just meet with the, uh, in, in the past, the money always went back into the show. Mm -hmm. Uh, but everybody knew, like everybody, everyone knows the score coming. Yeah. Everyone knows, everyone knows the score, but also like everyone's a part of the decisions of what we do with it. So yeah. it's like, it would pay for a trip to go to Chicago sketch fest, mm -hmm. or it would pay for, we, we brought in a crew that shot with three cameras and edited a demo reel for the Wouldn't show. It'd be or, nice if the government gave you a little grant to go to for Chicago sure, sketch right? fest. Yeah. But <laughs> so now what we're doing is, you know, I talked to the current producers uh, a couple months ago, actually. And what they're doing is you get, so, so they're going to basically pool the money. And at the end of each month, if you did all four shows that month, you get four credits. If you did two out of the four, you get two credits. And then you take the total pool of credits, divide the money, and everyone gets paid what they get out of it. And, yeah. you know, otherwise we were like some weeks, if it's a lighthouse and you have a cast of 12 people, you might get 10 bucks. Mm -hmm. But if at the end of the month you're getting an extra 100 bucks or yeah. 200 bucks, whatever, it, you know, 200 bucks feels like something substantial someone handed you instead of $10, right? So, uh huh. So, you know, there, I mean... Don't hand Badalini 10 bucks at a show, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, well, we got to uh, wrap things up. I, I, I do want to get to this, because my first comedy bar ever experience, I, I think it's a fantastic place. It's a fucking amazing business model. It's just a great place for comedians, all sorts, to come together. Um <laughs> Uh, most of us, uh, but I knew where you were going. No, my first experience there was uh, hosted by uh, the host of the show was a man named Boyd Banks, mm -hmm. who I've become quite good friends with. Um, he's an insane individual. Yeah. You know this. Um, is he ever coming back in? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Um, you know, for right now, no. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, the here's the thing. I also love Boyd. Mm -hmm. I've known Boyd for years. Um, he hosted Sunday Night Live in 2004, uh, in the first cut within the first two months, in the, one of the first 10 shows yeah, yeah. we're at 500 shows this is 15 years later. I've known Boyd for a long time. I've had dinner at his house. Um, you know, uh, yeah, dinner at the new place. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, I had a dinner at his house that was also his wife's house. So yeah, it, was, yeah, yeah. it was a house. <laughs> he's he's um, downgraded since then. <laughs> uh, so I've been told. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I don't know why I laughed at that. <laughs> he's, uh, he's a good guy. I, here's, I, I here's love the thing. I, I, lo I love Boyd, and he has a great heart. Mm -hmm. uh, and even when he's saying the wrong thing, he's trying to say the right thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he can't help himself. And unfortunately, you know... The, I can't be there to babysit him all the time. Do you, okay, well, let's, uh, do you think, um, 
because uh, everyone's everyone's on void about this thing licking the reporter's ear. Yeah, which is it was insane to see happen. Um, but everyone's like he's. He's doing this for his own agenda, and I'm trying to tell people like he doesn't have an agenda. There's no agenda. He's at all. just an insane man, and saw a live TV camera and yeah. was like, "Let's do this." For sure, he thought it was funny. <laughs> there's no agenda beyond he yeah, thought yeah, it was yeah. funny, and uh, um, there's no filter. I mean, that's why he's at the back of the room yelling crazy shit. Mm-hmm. And it's like the the I mean, the point is, you know, we're just not, you know you got to read the room, and I know. we're not at a point anywhere where where you can do that kind of stuff, and. And it's like, you know, um, I, you know, I, there's a comic, Brandon Ash Mohammed. He's a great comic. He's a great guy. He was wearing a shirt that said, I wish I had the confidence of a, an average white guy or something yeah, like yeah. that. And Boyd, like, got in his face about his shirt. And it's like, he's like, that's also racist or whatever. And I'm like, come on, Boyd. You're better than that fight. Like, just accept that not everything is about you and that that's just a joke and leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not a joke. The, Brandon's allowed to say that and it's on a t-shirt like who cares yeah. and he can mean it he can mean that he wants to have the confidence of an average white guy like that's that's a fair statement that, to want to make on a shirt kill for my confidence yeah just get just just just, just you you haven't lived in his shoes just just leave it alone mm-hmm. you know like he was he was like bugging me like not too long ago at the bar and trying to show me this story from the Toronto Sun about a landlord who was getting sued by a tenant who was like Muslim or something. And the landlord walked in his house with his shoes on in the area where the guy prays and the guy was suing him and he wanted to help the landlord. And I was like, there's no way I'm letting you have a fundraiser that like is like, and it's like, I get it. I get, I get it. I get, I, I see what I think you think you're seeing, but no, my, my favorite thing about the whole void bank situation was, um, we, uh, uh, in, the year, what are we, 2019? Um, the only way we know how to drag somebody through the mud is through social media. Um, Boyd hasn't been on the internet in four years. <laughs> he had no idea any of this was going on until I told him the next day. Yeah. Because I sent him a text just to check on him. I'm like, hey, man, how are you holding up? And his response was, great, baby. How you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no clue. I, like, I was like, yeah. yeah, I was like, I go, do you not wow. know what's going on? Wow. And then... Uh, and then I sent him a screen grab, and like I circled the um, the views. I go, I go, you got more views in one night than five seasons on Little Nas. <laughs> and he was just like, he had no idea it was happening, and he was just like, oh, he goes, who'd I piss off? I go, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it's like you know, and 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 the other thing is like you know, he probably had a couple pops at the bar, and then did mm-hmm. that, and it's like thought it was funny, and that's it, and it's like Boyd was just being Boyd. I know, yeah. I know, but it was, but, it was, but that doesn't, it's not, a, yeah, it doesn't make, it mean, excuse. it doesn't mean it's okay, but yeah. it, but I also know there's no intent, mm-hmm. and it's like, so it's like, again, my thing is not like, you know, I'm, I don't want anyone to press charges. I just also, you can't be here if I can't be here to filter yeah, what yeah. you might do. And I, 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 I completely understand why he's not there, and um, and it's I, like he was. I like, just wanted to get your take on it. Just no, cause... he was like doing stuff like he would bring in ice. Like in the early days of the bar, he would make ice cream for me to serve in the kit. Like he was yeah. like he like <laughs> wanted to be a part of the place. Him and Pat hosted a show on Tuesday nights together that nobody was ever at. I invited him over for a barbecue uh, last year, and he showed up and he gave me a tomahawk steak. Yeah. Like, you know those fuck you like he's holding it by the bone and just handed it to me 
And I was just like, you want me to cook this? He goes, no, that's for you, baby. <laughs> and I was just like, looking, I'm like, this is a $30 piece of meat. Yeah, well, he works. You yeah, he know, works at the butcher shop. Yeah, at St. Lawrence Market. <laughs> and like, I've seen him in there. And I'm like, hey, Boyd, uh, I'm just going to get this. How much is it? He goes, babe. No problem, babe. That's for you, babe. I'm like, all right, buddy. That's your boss right behind you. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kira, I'll tell you this one last thing and we'll wrap up. Kira sent me a uh, screen grab of um, when Boyd, like some CBC outlet got a hold of him and they had his quotes in this article. And Kira added baby to all his quotes. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's I'm how you got to do it. I'm guilty of everything, baby. <laughs> Yeah, that's but, really good. But I, I try to convince Kira to have uh, the start of the CCAs this year when she's doing her intro. Um, I said Boyd should come, like, creep on from side stage and lick her ear wow. at the intros of the CCA. She's that's, like, we can't do that. Good. I'm like, yeah. it would be the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, it would be funny for a few of us. Some people would be <laughs> jaw-dropped and not. Like, I would be laughing. Yeah, I, uh, well, that's – my whole idea of doing that would be is – we're in comedy. Oh, We're supposed. To, the joke is supposed to be like. I get it. We gotta yeah. fucking be like, okay, this was a fucked up thing. Let's yep. make a joke out of it. And move on, man. But it's, just, it's everything's so fucking vilified these days. And nobody gets their like. Yeah. You, you can't come back from just making one stupid fucking mistake. It's not like yeah. you fucked a kid or anything. You know. I know. <laughs> we had a few of those go through the comedy bar. Anyway, let's not talk. You could have said just the comedy scene. <laughs> you didn't have to say specifically my place. Also, as far as I know, I it was just like I just. Why did they say just? <laughs> You're just looking at pictures. Yeah, it was something like that. Why did I say just? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> Sly yeah. is a fox. That guy. Anyway, Ooh, um, what wow. did you think of the potato files here? <laughs> You... Wowie zowie. <laughs> the sun's going down. We're just sitting in the dark here now. Yeah. Um I, I, I had a great time. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm glad uh, I'm glad you came down. I uh, I got to know you a bit more. Found out all about you. We found out your uh your your parents uh met in a fling and your mom just moved here and uh that was uh they uh stayed together though. That's good. We uh learned you don't like being gaslit. Um what else did we learn about him? I don't even know. You were born in did you say Halifax? Yeah. Born in Halifax? Crazy. I'm a Grace baby. So uh, it was a hospital called Grace Maternity. It's not there anymore. I think it's a racetrack now. But um, It's a Grace track. Yeah. But I, the, uh, but I was born there. Nikki Payne was born there. Levi McDougal was born there. Oh, Craig nice. Brown was cool. born there. So we're all Grace babies. Cool. I, uh, I just drove by the hospital. I was born at in St. Catharines, yeah. and it is a pile of rubble right now. Yeah, that's it. Some so hospitals, hospitals are gone. Around North York Gen. There nice. you go. Yeah. City boy. I know that one. Um, well, this has been, no, this has been a fun talk. Uh, guys, go see Sunday Night Live. Um, we, we've got the founding member right here. Go to the comedy bar. Uh, just watch any show. You don't even have to, just go there, pick a room, pick a show. You're going to have a good time. Um, and uh, yeah, that's been our talk. Gary Ryder, where can they find you if you want to plug your socials? Let them know uh, where you're at. Address of the bar. Oh, yeah. Comedy Bar is 945 Bloor Street West, uh, comedybar.ca. Um... You know, if you really need to bug me personally, uh, I think my email address is somewhere <laughs> on the website. Uh, uh, you know, or my, uh, I think I have Instagram and stuff, at Gary Rado Jr. Um, that's it. That's it. Don't bug me. Don't bug him. He's been in the game a long time, and uh, thanks for coming down here, man. You, What you do at the Comedy Bar, it's a, it's a great place for all of us, and we all do appreciate it. So uh, thank you very much for that. Thanks, buddy. And um, long live Boyd Banks. Yep. <laughs> Hell yeah. Love you, Boydie.
Bye bye, everyone. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Hello to the five people still listening and mom. Thank you for listening to the Potato Files here on Never Sleeps Network. Now that you're done this, go check out another NSN podcast created right here in Toronto. Comedy and wrestling fans, check out Casey Corbin's wrestling podcast, Talkin' Wrestling, here on NeverSleepsNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.